0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here we go. 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 This is it.
1: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Delaney. So what? This is the first episode of our new deep dive. We are looking into all new Ripley's Believe It or Not 2020 Annual, which is in all good supermarkets and shops right now, because it's just come out. Great Christmas present. Uh, it says on the front, all weird, all true, which is um, it's kind of what we're into, isn't it? It's what do we way. know yeah.
0: about Ripley's Believe It or Not? I mean, the way I came across this, I mean, there's been a Ripley's Believe It or Not in Central London, Piccadilly Circus, for a long time. I'm not sure if it's still there actually. But Have it was you visited
1: years. it? Have you been in?
0: No, but I, I really want to, and then, and then I noticed just I'd always pass it and thought that looks shit until I discovered (laughs) the the brand via these annuals. And then I thought, actually, it's amazing. And then I think, but I'll double check, that the London one might shut. But anyway, um, I don't know. It's like a Madame Tussauds global sort of entertainment brand, isn't it? Yeah. But what I like about it is that its remit is so broad, right? Yeah. It's basically, they call it Ripley's Believe It or Not, and it's basically anything that's interesting. So for me, Guinness Book of Records... It's all record based. So, some. Yeah. But it's always some cunt with the longest beard, right? The,
1: the, the Guinness but Book of if Records. If there was a geezer
0: with a beard made of electricity, that, yeah. that might not necessarily be a record. So, it wouldn't qualify for the Guinness Book <clears throat> of Records. Fucking qualifies for Ripley's, believe it or not. Because Ripley's, believe it or not, is the. It's like the fucking sexy punk rock version of Guinness Book of Records. Guinness Book of Records is what Frank Lampard gets for Christmas, right? Ripley's Believe It or Not is what fucking Eric Cantona gets for Christmas.
1: To me, the Guinness Book of Records is merely full of show-offs and big heads and attention secrets.
0: I'm going to do it... Well, you've got a long beard. Why have you got a long beard? Not because... I like the way it looks or the way it feels. It's like because I'm going to try and get someone to come and measure it until it's the longest recorded
1: beard ever made.
0: <laughs> he, How are you uh, fucking? Cunt. Why does everything have to
1: be a competition? And everybody will look at me. I will get a lot of the attention that I crave so much, and I will get a big gold cup <laughs> and a badge and a
0: rosette. And I will have an open top bus parade around my hometown. And all of the boys who said that I was a wimp and would amount to nothing will all have to bow before me.
1: (laughs) And my beautiful long beard.
0: The end. But Ripley's, believe it or not, is not for cunts like that. It's just for any cunt that likes something mental. (laughs) It could be produced by nature, it -hmm. could be man made. It just is fucking anything that is really makes you go, fucking hell, that's amazing. I
1: mean, just look that, at the back of the book. that's what they should have
0: called the book.
1: Just look at the back of the book, and it just says, man lives in sandcastle for 20 years. Squirrel yeah. rescued from toilet. <clears throat> rainbow lasts for nine hours. <laughs> Nine-hour rainbow, Sam. And cat has 28 toes. This is what we want. We don't want fucking long beans and, just, and, and, and the biggest sandwich. In,
0: and, and that's what's nice about it. They don't put it in context. They don't try to organise it. They don't try to make out that there's any point to it beyond it just being amazing, right? Mm. Man lives that like if you read all those lines again, but in the voice of Sir John Fanny Powder, yeah. you will then see what the editorial essence of this yeah. book is. Go on, Andy, just do it once more, but in Sir do, John do Fanny Powder's voice. Yeah.
1: Man lives in Sandcastle for twenty years. Squirrel rescued from toilet. Rainbow lasts for nine hours. Cat has twenty-eight toes. Believe it or not, dickheads.
0: Take <laughs> it or leave it. Yeah, All fucking, fucking true, enough. though. I mean, you can believe it or don't believe it. I couldn't give two fucks. It's and there. Co- Do what you want with yeah. it.
1: And of course, the, the book, of course, was written originally by Sir John Ripley in uh, 1862. <laughs> yeah,
0: he was. Uh, but my, I, I really, basically, my son Len had one, at, there was one at school and he kept coming back and telling me mad shit. Mm. And I'm like, there picture me like a victorian father yeah. reading the daily telegraph hidden behind it the only the only way of knowing i was there was a a small plume of of, of pipe smoke tobacco you, smoke coming drifting upwards
1: uh, are you wearing a top hat and do you have sideburns
0: yes yes a distant a distant and aloof victorian father <laughs> and yeah. he kept coming in going father Father, did you know there was a man who lived in a sandcastle for 20 years? And I would rustle my paper grumpily and say, I assure you, you have been misinformed. <laughs> That's Father? impossible. Father, did you know that there was a squirrel rescued from a toilet? At a and hogwash. <laughs> Stop coming home with these fanciful untrue Notions. Father, did you know there was a rainbow that lasted for nine hours? Where on earth are you getting this preposterous information from? really must stop being so gullible, my boy. This will do you no good. But, Father, it all says so in a book at school. It's called Ripley's Believe It or Not. Bring this book to me. I I must see it. So in the end, I had to go to it because he wasn't allowed to take it home from school. So I go in and have a look at it. And I'm like, all right, fair dues. This is fucking incredible. And then so then I've got really into it. And then Len said, well, I thought, well, I'll get him. I'll get the fucker one for his birthday, the new one. And I did. And it was fucking knockout. And the thing is, it doesn't matter whether you believe the shit or not. It's just amazing. And one other thing is. You and I both have made a living in the past, in our younger days, in our 90s glory days and noughties glory days, out of the um, now dead men's <laughs> magazine, Lad yes. Mag Market, yes, right? we did. And I can't tell you the amount of fucking hours we used to sit around in meeting rooms trying to come up with ideas that were substantially less good than any random thing <laughs> in this book. It's basically all the best bits you ever saw in Loaded or FHM or Maxim mm. or any of those fucking magazines, but like loads more of them all put in one book with none of yeah. the um, sexism or misogyny. Yeah. So, of course. you know.
1: Everyone wins,
0: apart
1: yeah. from the sexists and the misogynists, obviously.
0: Yeah, they're going, hey, this book, it were all right, <laughs> right? But where was all <laughs> the fucking sexism and misogyny? I liked all the bit about, the you know, I liked the bit about the rainbow that lasted for nine hours. That was great. But I wanted to see some tits as well. That would have been the icing on the cake. I want to see Nell McAndrew's
1: ass. Go <laughs> on, you got to mix it up a bit. Fucking hell. So we've got the random number generator, um, the blob. I've reset the blob to... Uh, 245 which okay. is the number of pages in this thing so we'll get it to give yep. us a random number and then we'll just have a look and see what's on there have a bit of forage yep. about and, and see what we can get out of it so let's go the first number created is number 103 can you go to 103 right now for me
0: 103. Sam?
1: 103 103 I am there whoa it's got a couple of whoa. Uh, couple Bustle, of what are they? Uh, pigeons? They are doves. They are called the Gala Columba Luzonica, commonly called the Luzon Bleeding Heart Dove because it looks like oh. its chest is covered in blood. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it looks I've been like shot. an
0: alien. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's been shot or that something's oh, burst out of his chest like I'm, what happens I've in Alien.
1: Been, I've been fucking John Lennon.
0: Oh!
1: <laughs> ah, only joking! Ah. Only joking! I look like this all the time. Hey! <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, fucking Hunter got me. I'm dying. I'm dying, Terry. TTFN. I'm only <laughs> joking. I'm fucking farmers right as rain.
1: <laughs> so they look good. While its
0: body is there, it's an incredible looking bird. It looks sort of like a boring old pigeon that you get here in, in the UK. Mm. But it's got this amazing bloody sort of thing on its chest. And it says underneath. while its body is a kind of iridescent grey that can turn different varieties of green, purple and blue in the light. Fucking hell. The red patch often runs from its chest down to its belly, making it look like blood's actually trickled down its feathers. The mm. dub is most commonly found in Luzon, an island in the Philippines. Wow, well, fucking
1: hell. I like the uh, the idea of changing colour. I'd like to be able to do that. But, At um, the end
0: of each of these things we three. read, I'm going to ask you, after mm-hmm. the title of the book, believe it or not. <laughs> and you have to simply tell me whether you believe it or not. So, um, the Galacal Columbia is a Galacal... Uh, bleeding heart dove Andy, believe it or not
1: <laughs> Sam, I believe it I choose yeah, to believe it too. there's a picture there, yeah. how can you not believe it there's another mm, one could have been on the same page there's another one on the same page yeah. uh, Ashwini an 11 year old mm. girl from Beltagadi, India had over mm. 60 dead ants pulled from her eyes in 10 days
0: oh, fucking hell <laughs>
1: And doctors had no idea how the insects got there. Her parents had taken her to hospital after she complained about a severe pain in her eyes. And there we are. <laughs> they pulled out. It took 10 days, 60 dead ants. That's 30 per eye. That's that's only three per day if it took them 10 days. Uh, averaging three per Dad,
0: day. Dad, I've got pain in my eyes. Yeah, uh, That'll probably be ants. We'll take you <laughs> up the doctor. In India, that's like as common as getting nits. Just yeah. as we get creatures in our hair, they get ants in their eyes. And that's not
1: racist, that's just a fact.
0: It's just science. Yeah. Deal with it. So, it's so the inequality of, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the global economy. Hungry so pup, a seal pup, was found in a garden four miles from the sea in Norfolk, England, after travelling <laughs> up a drainage system in search of food. Fucking yep. hell.
1: I'll choose to believe that. Four miles. It's gone four miles up the up the drainage pipe through all the shit and piss of Norfolk, mm. which yeah. I imagine is quite potent. Mm. You know, um, and it's gone in search of food and end up oh, in a I garden. I don't believe it. You don't believe that? How can you not believe no. that?
0: <clears throat> Do you think they just, just put that in? A, a, a seal pup travelling all the way. First of all, Norfolk, alarm bells. There's a lot of bullshitters in that part of the world. Yeah. Because they're bored and they just, sto- that's how they pass the time.
1: They're storytellers as a, as a sort of race st- of people. And also
0: it? they're really, it's very remote. It's very hard to get into well, Nor- it's, it's hard to penetrate Norfolk either yeah. by rail or road. It's very difficult.
1: But once you're and, in, oh, Shangri La.
0: Yeah, yes. And so they, they feel very detached. So they, they tell stories to each other all day. And I can just imagine some bored yokel giving it, hmm. you know what I found out in the field? Like yesterday morning, do you hear? I found a fucking oh. seal pop in the garden. Seal pop. We're about four miles or six point four kilometers <clears throat> from the how's sea.
1: How was it getting there uh, then?
0: It's got through the fucking sewage system, I assume. Come, sewage, Cutting isn't it? For yeah. food.
1: Come through the piss Cutting and for shit. Food. And I, I knew what happened because the the drainage the drain cover was up and moved. It come out, and I said, I said, "What are you doing?" And it pointed at the drain cover with its flipper. <laughs> So that's how <laughs> I knew where to come from. So you know, I'm going to see if Ripley wants to put it in, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, because uh, <laughs> you want to get on. You know, they pay you a tenner for every story they print. <laughs> well, I'm going to fucking get on to them now. Then that's ten quid going to Christmas part. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's you, in don't don't you don't believe that one? Don't believe it.
1: Did you believe the one about the dead ants in the eyes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. It has to be true. Shall we? Yeah. Um, is there anything else on that page that's uh, well? Everything worth on the page
0: at? is good, but I feel that we should go through more pages.
1: We'll do, we'll do one more because there's there's this one which has we... been in the news fairly recently. New York based performance artist and photographer Ventico tried unsuccessfully to take her emotional support peacock. Dexter on a flight from Newark New Jersey to Los Angeles California she bought a ticket for the therapy bird so he could enjoy his own seat but united airlines turned the feathered passenger away because of its size the emotional well, support peacock that's peacocks
0: are the least appropriate animal for emotional support
1: the mental they are,
0: they? they are volatile
1: yeah angry they are greedy what well, yeah, they're
0: just fucking mad. And they, they cause a big fucking spectacle everywhere they go. Um,
1: you can't put a, pe- a peacock on a plane because once it starts to decide it's going to fan its fucking arse end out, you're fucked. You, it's going to be feathers you, in the fella next to his dinner yeah. covering the screen while he's watching the film.
0: You're just opening your nuts and trying to drink your Bloody Mary. Yeah. Um, settling down to watch that Will Smith film where he fights mm. himself. And you're thinking, fucking bingo. Six yeah. hours of total re- relaxation.
1: All, all I need. Hell, what's that? <laughs> hey, hey, what's a fucking peacock doing in here? He's all not like me- peanuts over. <laughs> Six hours of relaxation. All I need is this fucking peacock next to me to fucking behave itself. Hey, Fingers crossed. fucking wind
0: your neck in, cunt. Con-
1: <laughs> no, I, I believe this. I mean, this was reported in the news, I think. But I think that... New York-based performance artist and photographer Ventico is full of shit Mm. and doesn't need an emotional support peacock. It's a a, a piece of performance art, basically. Um, Exactly. I I mean, and and the way they leaked
0: it, who in their right mind? You wouldn't even try to book a fucking cat, a really lazy cat, onto an aeroplane. So of course, this performance artist is not. He knows that the peacock's never going to get past security you can't take a peek into it although i saw a really funny episode the other day of modern family which has sort of gone off the boil as it goes along but i saw a a really funny one with um who's your man who plays uh um al bundy Frazier. frazier
1: frazier uh kelsey Grammer.
0: kelsey Grammer played a cameo role in it nice and he was the former lover of cameron yeah, and he was a circus, a former circus ringmaster, and
1: <laughs> I like it.
0: And they ask him to, they ask him to do something at, at a family party, and he he says, "I have to cause a distraction." He says, <laughs> "So I'm gonna release this live peacock into your family's <laughs> garden to cause a distraction." So, so, and he produces just randomly a peacock from the back of his car. <laughs> and then he re- he releases it into the garden. It's just like a little family party going on. And yeah. it, I thought at the time, yeah, if you're going to release any sort of animal, mm. an animal that's not potentially life threatening, but is going to be sufficiently fucking scary it's and volatile to fuck cause shit, a disruption, isn't it? yeah, peacock's the perfect choice. Yeah. And as he releases it into the garden, he's hid behind a bush, and he releases it, and he says to himself, <laughs> yes. Nature's Kaleidoscope, weave your magic. <laughs> and that's what it is, isn't it? It is Nature's Kaleidoscope.
1: Nature's Kaleidoscope. I, I've probably mentioned this before, but possibly my favourite line in any film ever is from the penguins of Madagascar, where oh, yeah. the penguins see, see some leopard seals, and one of them goes, Leopard seals, nature's snakes. <laughs> it says, Aren't snakes nature's snakes? <laughs> Nature's snakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the 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 they're, um the penguins of Madagascar are funny, aren't they? Yeah, funny bunch Always of good value.
1: So I believe that one, but I think it's full of shit in its own way. Um, yeah, Bentico knew exactly what he, her, or indeed it was doing. Uh, it's a great PR stunt. It, we should it is, do it yeah. to raise yeah. our own
0: profile, mate.
1: Yeah, like I'm of this kind of
0: podcast.
1: Him. Yeah. We, 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 can't should, do peacocks, we should release a story days.
0: saying that we're going to be the first podcast in the UK to appoint a peacock as one of the hosts.
1: Yeah. Call it the podcock. But
0: great PR. Involve a, If you involve a peacock in anything, it straightway yeah. delivers PR. So yeah, it does. That's, we the golden, think
1: that's the golden rule of PR, isn't it? On Dear One in is, PR yeah. school, they'll tell you, yeah. if you're desperate... Get a peacock Get, a peacock.
0: Get yourself a peacock. <laughs> Tim Bell, right, he ran <clears throat> all of the PR operations for Thatcher yeah. in the 80s. He was yeah. a master of spin. And you ask him what his secret was, he said when they were backed against the wall, right, yeah. and they didn't know what, what they were going to fucking do, right, whether it were minor strike, Falklands, poll tax, any of that shit, he would always release the Downing Street peacock, right? <laughs> it would cause a... Fucking panic amongst the press corps, right? And next thing you know, situations calm down.
1: All over the front pages the next day. Peacock mayhem. Yeah.
0: Peacock mayhem in Downing Street. It's what what they call
1: It's that thing they call it chucking a dead cat under the table as a distraction, isn't it?
0: That's Linton Crosby, but he just picked that off of the Tim Bell playbook, which was all peacock based. He
1: changed it from peacock. Never
0: mind a dead cat, right? (laughs) That's what the kids these days, right? The kids these days, I'll tell you about dead cat. Back in my day, it were a peacock. And i tell you what else. It were not fucking dead either. It were alive, right? Which made it 10 times more difficult to control, all right? But 20 times more effective as a PR device.
1: I think I think Lytton Crosby originally was going to revive the peacock idea, but then he got a phone call from Tim Bell very quickly. Hey, Crosby, it's Bell here. Are you going to use the peacock? No fucking chance, pal. i got it trademarked. Fucking back off.
0: Find <laughs> another mine.
1: animal.
0: That's mine. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I could use a cat. Yeah, that seems about your fucking speed, yeah, sunshine. A fucking, fucking cat.
1: You do- dozy fucker.
0: Yeah, you stupid fucking Aussie tit. Get yourself a cat. Yeah. <laughs> a and one. I tell you, here's another tip as well. Right. You probably won't be able to handle a live one, so you're better off if it's dead. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> JTFN, (laughs) Dickhead.
1: Jalapeño.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at
1: fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince—they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated.
0: Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño.
0: Why do you think we got away, right, with fucking shutting down all them mines and ruining all them lives, right? And people often think... (laughs) why didn't they take to the streets why wasn't there revolution why didn't they drag us out by our fucking ankles from downing street right we just we fucking we we totally destroy huge swathes of the fucking north of england right why did we get away <laughs> with it here's my answer peacock right we knew because when everyone was about when it were all about to kick off on the day we were shutting down them fucking big coal mines right i released a fucking peacock didn't i and the rest is history. we fucking <laughs> privatised British gas. Peacock. <laughs> privatised the railways. Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> Release the fucking Peacock.
1: Kept the old Jimmy Savile thing under wraps for two decades. Peacock. <laughs> General dear Jim, Pinochet. I, dear Jim, please fix it for me to meet a Peacock. Fucking no <laughs> problem. <laughs>
0: General Pinochet comes to stay, even though he's committed genocide back in South America. Peacock. (laughs) Peacock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's have another page, shall we? Let's go back to the random generating number blob. Uh, And this time it's given us 223. Quite near the back of the book. Mm. Hope it's good. Hope they haven't left all the shit at the end. That's
0: where they keep the adult stuff. 223.
1: Uh, 223. Uh, And it's about Sky Art. Oh, God, Ooh. it's it's, oh, it's, an, it's an element of showing off to this, which I don't like.
0: I don't like this sort of thing, but it's let's see. Oh, it's s- an interview with a sky artist.
1: Hmm, skydiving so painter.
0: It's a Q&A. Yeah. It's and a Q&A. So I'll read the intro. Let's just do it quickly and see if she says anything yeah. funny. Some artists go to great lengths to capture a universal concept, and that's exactly what Michelle Niram-Drad, the skydiving painter, does. Niram-Drad, self-proclaimed art enthusiast and avid skydiver. Anyone who's self-proclaimed... Right. I got a problem yeah. with. Yeah, exactly. Uh as well. So I mean, you know, so, some people would say that it was me who proclaimed myself to be Britain's best journalist. It yeah. wasn't. It was no. a panel of journalism experts. Yeah. Right. Uh, creates a one-of-a-kind images by painting canvases strapped to her arms and legs as she freefalls from more than 13,000 feet in the air. As she descends above skydive spaceland Dallas, she lets the wind control the patterns the paints make on the canvas. In her words, <coughs> these paintings are a, te- are a testament to the human desire to experience <laughs> and take ownership of a piece of the heavens for themselves. Her project is absolutely titled Captured Sky. <laughs> she's fucking um, lazy because what she does is, rather than actually paint, she jumps out of a plane and just yeah. fucking squirts paint at a yeah. canvas and sees what happens. Let's gravity do the fucking hard craft
1: yeah. She's one of them. There was a woman on First Dates last week who used to be an artist. She's a, she's some kind of oh a psychic bullshit thing now but she said she used to be an artist and the kind of art she did was that she would cover her naked body in uh, paints and then throw herself at the canvas. Mm. This is just fucking bullshit, isn't it? I mean, anyone can Again, do it's, it's, that? It's, Fuck it's, off!
0: I t- tell you what, this is right, and the, the peacock as it comes back into it here, as it does through everything. Six degrees of peacock, right? Throwing yourself at a canvas, skydiving. When it comes to art, right? You've got to ask yourself, what is is the artist? Is it about the actual product or the mm. the art that they are that, that they are creating, or is it more about them? And mm, the process exactly. that they're using to create it. Yeah. And and I think in in the case of this skydiving artist, as in the case of the Peacock performance person mm-hmm. and and the person who throws themselves at a canvas, it's more about them. But they could flip that round again and go, Yeah, but I myself am the art. And then we get really yeah. deep into yeah, shit. just but wander,
1: wander off then, lose interest. Yeah, this belongs in the Guinness else. Book of Records. This is attention-seeking look-at-me shit. This yeah. right. uh, is not the, the kind, kind of freakery that I, I come to Ripley's fault. Let's,
0: let's starve this person of the oxygen of publicity that she so desires yeah. and yeah. craves.
1: This, this, this has got emotional support peacock written all over it, this. so yeah. we'll, we'll snub that. Uh, so, w- what was it again? Number 245, wasn't it? So, we'll generate another number. And we've got number 97 now, Sam. If we'll just quickly go to 97. Uh, whoa!
0: Ah, good. We have hit <laughs> a fucking jackpot here. Because the first thing you see when you turn on to this spread is yeah. a warty giraffe.
1: Warty right? giraffe, yeah.
0: It's a giraffe with, the, uh, with its trademark fuck-off long neck. Right? Massive neck. Covered. And um, it is covered in really unsightly, crusty blemishes. Or as Mm -hmm. they've written, What I like is the way that they design this book as well. Because they don't fuck about. You open it up and they just, they write headlines. It's like, say what you see. And they've just written across top of it. What giraffe. And then (laughs) in case you still weren't sure what you were looking at. Right? They've written in sort of handwriting style font. (laughs) Crusty growths and drawn an arrow pointing <laughs> at them, just so you, yeah. t- to make double sure you fucking know. It's really actually hurtful to this giraffe because if yeah. it was a human and you treated it like this, it would be like really cruel and triggering, wouldn't it?
1: Well, look at the expression on its face. It's not happy, it is it? It's gutted. Yeah.
0: Be about how many times have you seen the giraffe smiling? They're miserable cunts at the best oh, of that's times.
1: That's true, yeah. That's true. So it's a giraffe in South Africa's Kruger National Park appears to be transforming into a tree. It's like tree man. From West Ham,
0: yeah, um,
1: and it's the result. Fucking, scaly- I'm
0: transforming into a fucking tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: transforming into fucking Manuel Pellegrini. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <clears throat> it'll be fucking ergos on the flop. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: and it's the result of scaly multiplying growth sustained from the constant pecking by oxpecker birds. Oxpecker birds Ooh. don't just peck oxes. They'll peck giraffes as well. They'll peck whatever's yeah, we'll nearby. Pep,
0: we'll peck what we can get, to be we'll honest. Pep, we'll
1: fucking peck out us. Any fucking <laughs> animal that's around. Any, any <laughs> zoo animal that's, that's nearby. We'll peck the cunt.
0: If you're a fucking uh, zoo animal, right. And you're hanging around our part of the fucking jungle or whatever. <laughs> right. We'll fucking peck you. you As soon as pecked. look at you. You're getting pecked.
1: <laughs> Take shelter. Cause you're going to get pecked. Um, uh, So I think we need to find out out more about the oxpecker birds. Uh, Oh, God, I've just seen... Sam, I've just seen the bottom left hand corner of the page.
0: I (laughs) know. It's the best sort of picture you can get. This is hidden away because it is so alarming, the crusty giraffe neck, that it really catches your attention. But then, as your eyes drift down to the bottom left, there is the best thing that anyone can see. If you wake up and it's a cold... Rainy morning, and you don't want to go to work, and you're feeling shit about life. This is the sort of image you can turn to, and it'll always put a smile on your face. Quite simply, it is a drumming monkey.
1: It's a drumming monkey. Of course, it it's is. It's a
0: real life monkey behind a proper Phil Collins style drum kit. It says, Pounding primates. Move over, Ringo Starr. Huh, a little bit of humor there at the beginning. In September 2018, an adorable capuchin monkey performed a drum solo during a new show at the national circus in kiev ukraine oh yeah it does sound a bit like that kind of thing it's very
1: adorable isn't it
0: however drumming primates around the world are enjoying their moment in the sun researchers were fascinated by groups of capuchin monkeys that aggressively drum stones against rock outcroppings to scare off predators and a captive chimp Named Barney impressed researchers when he banged on a bucket in rhythm, a trait once considered (laughs) unique to human beings. A captured... Hey, right, here's a bucket and a stick. Have a drum on that. Or you're not getting your fucking lunchtime banana. (laughs) In lunch nuts. Have a bass at it. See if you can fucking keep rhythm. See if you can keep 4-4 time.
1: I wonder if there's uh, there's got to be YouTube footage of this. We'll have to have a look later on. They're Fucking asking hope YouTube, so. if this is if this has happened during the sh- a lot of circus. This is this is you know difficult ground these days. Ethically, performing animals in circuses are frowned upon. But having said that, they but are the best Ukraine. thing. They are the best well, thing.
0: You, you know, I've told you about when I went to the racist circus in Hungary, mm. um, and they had performing cats there. It was sort of like someone had said, uh, I'm afraid you can no longer have those performing lions that you sedate and make jump through hoops because they're – and the Hungarians are like, why not? And they go, well, some people say it's cruelty animals and there's an ethical problem. (laughs) Ha, 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 you're Westerners with your perceived ethics. Okay, so anyway, whatever, (laughs) just drop the lions or we're going to shut you down. Okay, no problem. And then they go, We shoot them now. We kill lion. We got. And then he goes to his, the little boy that he's got wiped and says, You go out, you get me many cats. Steal as many cats as you can off streets. We get the fucking cats to do it. They nod like lions. And that's what they did. They had a fucking herd of these really mangy cats doing sort of, you know, dressed in bow ties and whatnot. Oh, God. And they were walking up and down seesaws and jumping through things. And there was a sort of a woman dressed sexily chasing them around with a stick to scare them. <laughs> and it wasn't right, but at the same time, I did find it a compelling spectacle.
1: As Britain's top journalist, you found it something that you needed to witness and possibly report on at a later did
0: Experience. Yeah. Like Martin Amos, uh, exactly Martin Amos, like the Martin world's Amos. most pretentious man, yeah. his memoir is called Experience. That's what it's called. <laughs> Experience. <laughs> I am Fucking not so twat. much a man as a vessel. Yeah. A vessel that briefly is transporting itself yeah. propelling itself through a universe absorbing experiences I and all kind i of... am are the <laughs> sum of those experiences
1: if if the world and all of its things within it are like um, a satellite dish then i am probably a sky plus box a receptor <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I am. I'm a Sky Plus box. Something that I I've heard of, but obviously I don't own uh, because I would never watch television unless it was a South Bank show about me or my
1: dad, <laughs> Sir John Amos. <Abus. laughs> Sir John Martin so, Amos. <laughs> did we did, did we cover the whole of the the giraffe thing or not? I don't know if we got to the end of it. Um, uh, no. we got as far as the oxpecker birds didn't we? The, while the strange yeah. wart-like mounds have the appearance of rough tree bark they represent lesions caused by papillomavirus contracted through the constant onslaught of the bird's beaks. They're not pulling any punches here are they Ripleys? The constant onslaught of the bird's beaks. No. The hard horn-like bumps aren't life-threatening but they could prove itchy to the giraffe. We don't know. They might be itchy. We haven't really done any research and worked it out. We've only got this picture to go on. Uh, the giraffe doesn't look at me, so they probably are itchy, uh, and they result in infections if wounds open during tree scratching for relief. So it's it's there's no good news there. None of that. It's good news for the oxpecker birds, but this sound like a pack of cunts. Um, it's it's bad news for the giraffe with its crusty growths. Um, when so, you're
0: at the zoo, when you're mm, at the zoo, um, and let's say it's a zoo like London Zoo that has pretty much all—I mean—is I, there a zoo in Sunderland?
1: No, there isn't a zoo. No, there's a Pets at Home, which is the closest where's thing. Where's the so nearest we'll go, zoo we'll to go you? There in, and, where's the best you know zoo what? in the northeast? You know what? There's not many zoos in the northeast. I, I can't think of any. There's there's one in North Yorkshire, which is quite near Thirsk, but it's just a small one. Didn't Sir John
0: Um, Hall, in his heyday, think of opening a Newcastle Zoo?
1: There used to be a lion park down the road from where I grew up um, on the Lambton Estate. It was called Lambton Lion Park. This is when I was a kid. And obviously it was a a lion safari drive-through thing and it had giraffes and all that as well. It got shut down in about 1980 because the animals kept escaping onto Mm. the the main road which led to Washington Town Centre. Um, but it had a, an aeroplane in it as well And you could get in this aeroplane and walk around Because people mm. didn't go on aeroplane holidays very much back then So it was like your chance to go To see what it's like on an aeroplane So that mm. was Lamp and Lion Park That's about as good as it's got As I've been growing when,
0: up When you uh, say Do you ever go to London Zoo when you're in London?
1: I've never been, no
0: So you don't have much zoo experience mate
1: I've been, what? You say that I've been to Blackpool Zoo a few times That's a good one Right um I try to think any other stuff what's, what's
0: what's your order of play? Like I mean I know usually most people just follow the natural route, but if you weren't gonna follow a natural route around the zoo and you were gonna go, right, i am limited for time, so I need to see my top five animals quick.
1: Well, what do you see? Well it's obvious monkeys, isn't it? Monkeys first. Yeah. Monkeys and then probably the big cats. Um yeah. what else? Dunno about you. Turn, uh, t- turn the question on its head there.
0: I'd, I'd go for big cats before monkeys because oh, monkeys thought, are fun. Me, yeah, but it's fucking. There's something spellbinding about watching a tiger like it, prowling it, about.
1: It. It's always hard to find them though. They. they tend to hide the big cats. They don't. Make yeah, them come but out I and, tell you what.
0: Eventually, <clears> when <throat> they, when they get up, they walk and they walk a little bit in the style of a Manchunian, You know, with the old shoulder roll. All
1: right. Yeah. Like,
0: hey, all right, what the fuck are you looking at? And they yeah. come over and they fucking just, they, sometimes they wander over to the glass and they give you a right good stare as if to say, yeah, that's it, have a yeah. fucking good look. But you know, and I know, that if this glass came down, I would fucking have your head off in seconds, you cunt. Yeah, yeah. You me and your favorite, fucking
1: kids. My other favourite's the capabaras. Have you seen the what capybaras? They? They're just like giant guinea pigs.
0: Oh, yeah, massive. I have seen them. With the yeah, big yeah, teeth, yeah. they're
1: fucking great. I love they them. They
0: don't do that much, but they're pretty good. Um, <clears throat> they don't do that giraffes...
1: much, but they, they stink as well, but they're really good to look at because you just think you're looking at a massive a massive guinea pig and it does your Sometimes head Sometimes
0: you'll be surprised by something like a sloth. Yeah. Doesn't do much, but yeah. it's good. And one time Compelling. I saw, I think it's called a red fox, and it was extremely cute because some animals, <clears throat> are cute. Somehow animals are majestic and mm. grand, like the lion or the tiger. Some are just so unusual that it blows your fucking mind as to how they were created, like the giraffe. What a fucking weird thing that is, crusty neck or no crusty neck. Some are just fun all-rounders like the primates. Yeah. And some are just very cute, and you just get off on that.
1: Yeah. It's all about getting off on it, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I mean, going to the zoo, for me, is an entirely (laughs) sexual experience.
1: (laughs) I'll tell so just, you where. It's, where all,
0: it's all uh, about eroticism.
1: I'll tell you where my, probably my favourite zoo is, but it's a specialist yeah. one. It's near Stoke and it's yeah. Trentham Monkey Forest, and it's exactly what you'd oh, expect. Yeah. And you walk around, yeah. and the monkeys are there to walk around as well. You're at one with the monkeys. You Obviously, you're told not to approach them and stuff like that, but uh, that is fucking great there Trentham Monkey Forest. We should do an episode from there. In the
0: Isle of Wight, we'll there's a owl and monkey sanctuary. A really weird a oh. random combination. Really and weird they, combination. Owl and monkey. Do they mix, mix
1: together with each other, or do they just are they kept apart?
0: Uh Yeah, no, they're, they're not. They're not in together. There's just owl bits and monkey bits. But I don't know how someone made the decision to combine those two. I think yeah. it must have just been well, it was. I was gonna I was gonna start a uh, an owl <laughs> sanctuary because I had access to some owls, and then <laughs> just as I were opening it, out of the blue, completely unexpected. I got an opportunity. Let's just say, I can't go into detail, but an opportunity was presented to me. It fell on my lap to acquire a job lot of monkeys. And I thought, <laughs> hang about. Maybe, maybe this is an opportunity too big to fucking pass up. Because <laughs> at first I was like, monkeys don't need them, mate. I'm all about owls. I'm about to open an owl sanctuary. And then someone said, well, these fucking monkeys, right, you're getting them for less than half price. Because yeah. they're a bit... They're tainted. Let's just say they're tainted psychologically. <laughs> right? There's a few issues around them, so you yeah. wouldn't have got them up one of the big zoos like London or Blackpool because yeah. they they weren't they didn't reach certain quality control yeah. you're going standards. To have
1: to be, you're gonna to have to be pretty careful with them, but you know <laughs> it's worth the investment.
0: But in the Isle of Wight, not many people know this, but there's um. Slightly different, more lax regulations when it comes to uh, animals and their mental health. So I was able to buy these monkeys dead cheap and just find space and squash them in amongst the owls and people Ah. seem to like it.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. Um, I reckon that's about it. We've covered some stuff. We've had a nice laugh. Uh, It seems (laughs) to have gone well. well. I think we'll do more of these. It's gone all right.
0: We'll do a few more, um, buy, buy it. I'll stick it in the newsletter this week, so you've got a yeah. link to uh, Ricky's yeah. Believe It or Not, and I'll put some pictures in so you know what the fuck we're talking about. And
1: we'll, and we'll see if the drumming monkey is on YouTube as well, and stick a link for that up as well.
0: And you'll stick a link for that. And uh, in the meantime, just keep the faith. We'll probably go yeah. back to doing a footballer book in the new year. Michael Owen, say, most likely. I was just
1: going to say thanks to listening to this football podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mainly about giraffes.
1: <laughs> TTFN, dickheads.
0: Just rest.